0: So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today's episode is inspired by work that I've done with my clients a lot lately. We've been looking at the relationship between trust and control. And we've started to use a particular lens that has really helped them. And so I want to share that with you today. Do you ever find yourself in a situation that is not going the way that you wanted it to? Or maybe you were feeling really frustrated or you just weren't really happy with it? Well, here's a look at what you're gonna learn today. First off, we're gonna look at the relationship between trust and control. In our second segment, we're gonna look at how this applies to entrepreneurs, specifically. Then, in our third segment, we're going to look at why control is so dangerous. And then, in our last segment, I'm going to give you three tips for how you can lean into trust. But first, I want to start with a story. So, the other day, I was at the gym, the gym in my building, and I had a really crappy workout like really, really crappy. Didn't want to go once I got there. I didn't want to work out and I was just really distracted and not very focused. Does this ever happen to you? You know, you might be on the fence about going and sometimes when you get yourself there, you're okay and everything works out and you feel better and you're really thankful you went. And then other times you get there and you're just like, ah, nothing really feels right. So this often happens to me when I have a lot going on and a lot on my mind and I get really distracted because all the time my brain is telling me, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. So this is why I always tend to work out first thing in the morning before I start my day. But on this particular occasion, that wasn't possible. So I had to do my workout over lunch. So I'm a big believer in that saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. So on the days that I don't feel particularly motivated, I do just a bit of internal negotiating. So I'll say to myself, well, you don't have to have a full workout, just go over there for like five or 10 minutes. You can do anything for 10 minutes, right? And then always, without a doubt, once I get myself there, I start to feel good and I usually end up having a full workout and everything works out. But then there's the odd day like this other day, where I was not really motivated and kind of having a crappy workout. But you know what? I'm always proud of my crappy workouts because I believe that discipline and routine and structure are the root of your success. So doing something regularly and consistently is powerful, more powerful than doing something sporadic with half the intention. But I will say that even though there are days when I feel like I wasn't really motivated, I'm always thankful that I went. I've never ever finished a yoga class or a workout and said, oh, I totally regret doing that. That has never ever happened. So what about you? Do you ever have days where you don't feel motivated to do something? What do you do as a workaround? How do you address your mindset? My mindset hack is to just say, hey, just go to the gym for 5 minutes, 10 minutes, and just see what you can do. That's all. And that works for me. But what do you do? Do you have a mindset hack that works for you? I'd love to hear it. So as I finished up my workout the other day, I packed up all my stuff, and there was a guy working out in the gym at the same time. And he asked me if I was all done. And I said, yeah. And then he said, oh, well, you look like you had a really good workout today kind of laughed and I thought at first he was being really sarcastic, right? Sometimes when we're so in our head, we just assume that everybody else knows what's going on inside our head too, but no, he was totally serious and I said, no, actually I had a really crappy workout, but I'm glad I came and I'm always the proudest of my really crappy workouts because I know how easy it is to just skip and not go at all. And then he said, well, it looked to me like you had a really good workout. And it was kind of crazy how you're able to do all that balancing on the BOSU like that. There's no way that I could ever do that. Which was really very, very kind of him to say so. Do you ever find that when you're having a really rough day that something random and really nice and sweet happens to you? Or you get a compliment like this from a total stranger? And this just totally helps you to shift your mood and see things from a different perspective. And so we actually ended up having a little bit of a chat about balance and yoga. It all comes back to yoga. And he said that he's always wanted to try yoga. And so I convinced him to try his first class. And I told him that I actually incorporate a lot of yoga into my strength training. And so we had a really good chat around that. So I was so caught up in the mental struggle of how hard it was to focus and how I was in a really bad mood that I skipped over appreciating what I had accomplished. And it took this simple acknowledgement from a stranger to bring me back to perspective. So I take away a couple things from this story. Even though this felt like such a mental struggle for me on this particular day, I still was able to get a lot done. And here I was, labeling this as a crappy workout, but it took a total stranger to help me see that maybe it wasn't actually that bad at all. So control and trust are two very different things. If you fully trust something or someone, there is no need to ever try to control them or the situation. Control, you see, comes from a place of fear. Remember that love is the only true emotion that exists. And fear is simply the absence of love. Fear happens when we feel like we need to control a situation or a person. So what I've learned over the years is that when we try to control, it's usually because we don't trust something or we don't understand it and this usually doesn't end very well and so the challenge with control is that it never ever ever goes to a good place even though we may have had good intentions in the beginning you see this is the model that I've introduced with my clients that has really really helped to shift them it's viewing control and trust as two different sides of a coin so think of a simple coin toss when you throw a coin up into the air. It is either going to land as heads or tails. It can't be both. You can't have trust and control. You can only ever have one or the other. It's black or it's white. So if you try to control something, it means by very nature that you do not trust it. Remember, we control what we don't trust or what we don't believe in. As entrepreneurs, trust is one of the most powerful meta skills that we need to use. And this is important in two different ways. First, it acts as a very powerful perspective. And second, it makes us a lot more efficient. First off, because things might not always go the way we want them to. And so when surprises happen... Or when things don't go according to plan, we have to trust that there is a bigger agenda out there that is playing out, that this is for our greater good. And I'm sure that you have had situations in your life that you can look back on and say, oh, actually, that was really good that that happened because then I got to meet this person or then I got to find out about that opportunity or sort that thing out. Trust is a very powerful perspective for us. It helps us to deal with the unexpected. When something happens that we didn't foresee or it didn't turn out the way we wanted, there's always a bigger game plan or a bigger reason for that. However, we don't always get to see that in the moment. Sometimes it can take a little while to be able to see this. And that is why trust is so important you have to trust that that will be revealed to you with time. All we can really do is our best. We can show up, we can work hard, we can stay focused, and we can keep an open mind. And we have to trust that if something is really meant to be, then it will happen. And if not, there is some bigger reason out there or some bigger method or reasoning behind it. I look back over the years on Many of my disappointments that I've had or contracts that didn't come through. And I can say with each and every one of them that there was a reason why they didn't turn out. And it was a blessing that I didn't end up working with that client. But the truth is, when we're in the middle of the disappointment, we don't always get to see the reason why it happened the way that it did. Now, the other big way that I want you to use trust is To start relying on and leaning into other people. And if you really, really want to focus on growth and growing your business, then you have to let go of control of certain parts of your business and let other people start to help you out. And this is hands down one of the biggest challenges that I see with entrepreneurs. It's starting to hire staff and starting to outsource things, maybe get a virtual assistant, letting other people do things that you always did. And I totally get this. I have struggled with this in the past, and I still struggle with it to some extent. But I know that it is very necessary to make my business grow. So let's talk about why control is so dangerous. When we try to control things, it is very dangerous because we get narrowly focused on things playing out exactly as we envision them. And when we do this, we miss out on opportunities that we might not have seen. Remember in the last episode, we talked about the importance of community or Sangha and involving people in our community because when we get too close to something and too narrowly focused on what we think the solution is, we might skip over other things that are very obvious that other people can see. There is a collective intelligence that happens when a bunch of people work together. The other danger of control is that it is usually driven by our ego, which means that this is our incessant need to want to be right all the time and not necessarily what the best solution is. Have you ever been in a situation where someone gets rigidly attached to their idea and it is a really bad idea, but they get so far down the path of what it is and they're so invested into that idea and they've put so much time and maybe money into it that they just keep going. You can look at the situation and know that it is a total train wreck, but they're in a place where that's all they see. They have that tunnel vision, the blinders on. This is decision making from the ego, from needing to uphold our own importance. It isn't deciding what is best for us or for the business. When we are narrowly focused on a single solution, we miss out on other more obvious and better solutions. In this segment, I want to give you some tips to help you stay in the perspective of trust. So if you ever notice that you're in a situation where you're trying to control things, here's three tips that you can use to get yourself back to a place of trust. Tip number one, take someone else's perspective. Whenever you find yourself too close to a problem and things aren't going your way, think of someone that you admire and ask yourself, how would they handle this? Do you have a person in your life who is a constant source of inspiration? What about stepping into their shoes and asking yourself, what would they do in this situation? quite often just this simple shift of perspective outside of your focus is enough to spark new more creative ideas and maybe see the situation from a different angle. And to make this really powerful pick someone who is successful obviously but also someone who has a very different type of business or a different temperament or personality to you. This is where the real magic comes in. Let's say you're trying to get clients to do something specific to take action or engage with you and they don't. Then don't get frustrated because they're not doing what you want them to. Maybe there's something different that you could be doing. Think of someone else who has done this before or who could provide you some perspective from a completely different angle. And my story in the intro is a perfect example. I had considered that I had a really crappy workout. I was so invested in this perspective. It took this conversation with someone else to remind me of what I had accomplished. Tip number two, take the curious optimist perspective. Sometimes I think that we are conditioned in our society to always look at surprises as a bad thing. But what if you're looking at all new surprises as a gift? Like there was something bigger or better or more badass that you were supposed to get. But you were stuck in this place of thinking too small. So the universe had to big it up for you. And often when it's delivered, it comes in a package that we don't maybe recognize because it wasn't specifically what we asked for. So imagine if I could promise you that there was a big gift in every surprise that happened. But you had to be patient enough to figure it out. The universe always has your greater good in mind. It's simply up to you to have your eyes wide open to see it so that you can figure it out. And tip number three, use time as perspective. One of the most powerful ways to shift perspective is to give a situation the power of time. Have you heard that saying that time heals all wounds? Well, I don't know if it heals all wounds, but it sure does help by giving us a new perspective. Think of a situation where you received a really big disappointment in life. And in the moment, you thought it was really, really bad. But then with the passage of time, you can look on it now and you can understand why it happened that way. Well, time is a powerful giver of perspective. So if you want to have perspective and wisdom that time gives you, well, you could either A, sit around and just wait for five years, or you could step into the wisdom of your future self and look back on this situation in five years time and see how much it will really matter. The big picture or the meta view also brings a lot of wisdom and it helps you see that maybe you don't need to control. Maybe trust could be a perfect reaction in this situation to see exactly how things unfold. Okay, so let's recap those three tools that can help you find trust in a situation. First, take someone else's perspective, someone else who you admire, who has a different temperament or personality to you. Second. Take the curious optimist perspective. So always try to find the gift in every disappointment. And third, use time as a perspective. So either look back on a situation or scenario that happened to see the gift, or try to step into that big picture or into the future and look back on where you are right now. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on trust and control. As always, I'd love your feedback on this episode. So if you have any personal situation on trust and control, or you have any life hacks that you want to share, please send them along. I would love to hear from them. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, either on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, so you don't ever miss an episode. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.